The Weekly Harvest, an in-depth look at the Brandon Weekings and the WHL. Washman trying to come up with it for Allison. Here's Allison right in front. He scores! Brandon Junior Hockey fans, you've waited two decades for this. In the league's 50th anniversary, your Wheat Kings are the champions. Here we go with a breaking news edition of the Weekly Harvest Podcast. Good week. Falco here with you. Brandon Crow, as promised, Crow, we said that when the announcement came down, we were going to come back on and do a bit of an emergency pod. And uh, the message finally got uh, delivered here this Friday afternoon at the WHL East Division is coming back to play. Yeah, and they're not using the word bubble. I've seen a lot of people use that term leading up to this. We've used it. We've talked about it. Uh, The official announcement is a hub center located in Regina. The season will begin Friday, March 12th. So here's how it'll shake out. You've got every team in the East Division, Swift Current's moving back from Alberta into Saskatchewan, where they geographically sit anyway. Uh, All of the games will be played at the Brandt Center in Regina, and each team will have their own practice facility inside the Cooperators Center, which is the building uh, attached to the Brandt Center uh, in Regina. So uh, the schedule will begin on March 12th, and they'll play 24 games, uh, regular schedule, which will be announced a little later on, and this will follow all the protocols Uh, Players and staff will begin their quarantine period on Saturday the 20th. They'll head to Regina on the 27th, uh, and then they will get tested. They'll have another couple of days till their test results come in, and then the players will begin their abbreviated training camp uh, in Regina. Of course, all of the testing will be done on the same level as the NHL and the World Juniors. Uh, The teams will be staying at the dorms at U of R. Um, and there's still a lot of questions um, and a lot of different things that uh, we don't know yet. But at the end of the day, that's the announcement. It's the buzz of Western Hockey, uh, the Western Hockey League right now. So uh, I know it was a bit of a surprise to you. You and I were, we, we had got a group chat going. Uh, you and me were, were saying, okay, there's going to be an announcement today. And that started back on Tuesday. So it took a few days. But uh, what did you think when you saw it? Uh, it was not surprising. Uh, just because, I mean, that was the rumors that we heard that was, that was going to be happening. Um, I'm very happy that it obviously, you know, finally got announced. I'm a little surprised at the start date, just considering that with the U.S division that you know it was going to be starting for uh, the 24th so now that this is happening basically the week prior i just thought we we're going to be following after but regardless so one month from today one month from today the season's going to be starting uh we had a chance just moments ago to talk to commissioner ron robson we're going to be uh, playing that interview here in just a, a couple of couple of uh, seconds couple of minutes uh right after we finish uh, chatting here at the top but before we get into that, too, we're talking about the 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 hub. Got to quickly give a shout out to Les Lazaric, who might have come up with the best name for this. Instead of the bubble, it's calling the double, the <laughs> D U B B L E, the hub dub. We also heard there, but uh, it's just it was awesome news to hear. Uh, it obviously created a buzz in the office that all right, hockey's back. We got one month to go. Uh, there's still a ton, like you said, there's a ton of questions about how it's going to work from a lot of different, uh, you know, just different perspectives uh, from, from us on the game experience side with you know everything on the stream and how that's going to work with their team and our team uh, with, you know, yourself and the radio. And uh, luckily we had Ron here to at least answer a couple of those questions. Here's us talking to Rod Robinson. Welcome to a special emergency podcast here on this uh, Friday night as uh, the Weekly Harvest presented by Coors Light. 
uh, the commissioner of the Western Hockey League, Ron Robinson, joining us at the end of a busy day. Uh, Ron, how much of a weight off your shoulder is it now that you can say that the Hub City in Regina has been approved? Well, we're very excited to finally get the East Division going. Uh, of course, we have the Central and U.S. Division previously announced, so three of our four divisions in the Western Hockey League have now have a start date, and uh, this is what we've all been waiting for, uh, particularly the players. Uh, uh, they've been uh, through an awful lot here in this uh, this uh, very lengthy delay to getting back on the ice, and I'm sure they're very excited. And, and we really want to express our appreciation to the ownership in the league. I think Jared Jacobson, the new owner, and Brandon, and, and uh, of course, uh, the the work that all of our ownership have done to make this commitment to allow our season to begin and get 24 games in for the players' development. Yeah, I mean, we can't begin to you know understand all of the logistics that that, that would go into into creating this in junior hockey. Uh, can can you just speak about the incredible amount of work that your team has done just to get this point to get this approved from the government? Well, what we have to understand, of course, is that uh, return to play and WHL's case, we've been working on this since the past April when our season, of course, was canceled in March. And so it's been a very long process, a lot of discussion with the health authorities over that extended period of time. And, and um, But we respected the fact that ultimately the decision was theirs, but we needed an exemption in order to play. And fortunately, now in three of our four centers or four center divisions, we have that approval and, uh, and we're delighted we can get the players back on the ice. What's the difference between a bubble and a hub city for the fans that have been asking? <laughs> Not really that much. Um, the NHL, um, to their credit, have a little bit higher standard in terms of daily testing and so forth. Uh, we felt it was important to distinguish ourselves from that. Uh, we have weekly PCR gold standard testing, which we feel very confident as to the health authorities are concerned. Uh, there's a few nuances that, that uh, uh, we have that are a little different, I guess, than the bubble reference. So we just felt hub was the appropriate uh, uh, reference, and, uh, and so that's what we went with. I can you uh, talk uh, about any of the scheduling process so far on uh, you know how many days is this going to be you know uh, be be running for the 24 games and uh, will there be a combination of afternoon and evening games with that There'll be, um, we're working still to finalize the schedule. That'll be announced real soon. Uh, the, uh, the intent is to play 24 games in approximately 50 days. So we'll be playing pretty much every other day. Uh, I think the, the beauty of being on site is that the teams are right there and they'll be able to train and practice and, and uh, play games uh, on a regular basis. So uh, we can get a lot of games in in a short period of time, but we haven't worked out the details of the, of the game times or what the actual schedule will look like. But to the intent is to probably get it through our get uh, the 24 games scheduled in in approximately 50 days when you look at the the city of regina what were some of the draws as opposed to some of the other cities well i think regina is unique in in some ways um uh, very similar to brandon in that it's self-contained with an arena and uh, practice facilities all under one roof i think that was very attractive having the ability to have seven dressing rooms uh, available to the teams in the main arena uh, was also extremely important and then of course the university of regina being residents uh, will provide um, a very good accommodation and will be contained within those facilities and uh, Again, our attempt in all of this was to make sure we had very little interaction with the community and to uh, isolate the players and the teams as much as we could. 
I got a question. This one uh, was brought to my attention the other day. I mean, the difference between a hotel and a dorm room is that a hotel has bedding and towels and soap and all that sort of thing. So are, are there going to be 200 players showing up to the dorm rooms without a pillow or a sleeping bag? Or what's the process to, to getting all that covered? No, they'll be looked after from a housekeeping perspective uh, very well. It'll be um, very much resident style, as uh, university students can identify with. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we will have regular housekeeping. And uh, But we're taking every precaution at the same time. And again, the university campuses are governed by the health authorities. And uh, the, the fortunate thing right now is that there's very, very few students in, in these locations. So consequently, uh, we'll be isolated uh, uh, very well within those facilities. Uh, so obviously now next, uh, you have to be working on getting the, the approval in, in BC. But Ron, is there long-term goals that there is hopefully still a chance to have playoffs? Or is the 24-game schedule kind of all we're talking about at this point? Well, we have some challenges on a number of levels uh, with the with playoffs. And we're, we're, first of all, not certain as to um, what the season's going to look like at that particular stage. Once we complete the, the uh, 24-game schedule, we're going to evaluate that along the way. Uh, one of the difficulties we have, of course, is travel restrictions that exist in some provinces and, and, of course, the U.S. border, and then combine that with the challenges of having the National Championship Memorial Cup. So all of this is uh, under kind of continues to be under discussion. Of course, we have the Ontario League that's, that's not operating right now, and uh, we hope they will be uh, in the not-too-distant future. Uh, but uh, a lot of question marks still up in the air, and we're going to have to assess that in the uh, weeks and months ahead. Selfishly, I have to ask, um, you know, a lot of us broadcasters aren't necessarily team employees, but are still, you know, a valuable part of what you guys are going to be selling with the WHL live online stream. So how, how do you picture this working for, for a guy like myself, uh, a CKLQ employee in Brandon, but still part of the Western Hockey League broadcast team? Well, we're looking to accommodate the broadcasters, uh, some media scouts, of course, which are so integral to uh, WHL hockey and um, uh, we're very conscious of that but again we need the approvals from the health authorities in order to establish what type of um, access we're going to have and how that will work so that's one of the things we're working through right now as to what that's going to look like and we'll hopefully have some information on this real soon well, Ron, we just want to say thank you so much. I understand it's been, you know, obviously a very busy day with, uh, you know, another uh, fantastic announcement that we're at least this much closer to, to getting back to having Wee King Hockey on the ice again, uh, which, of course, is very welcome news. Uh, and we just wish you all the best in, uh, in uh, getting the BC approval and then getting that announcement out. Well, thanks very much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Ron, take care. That's Ron Robson on the Weekly Harvest Podcast brought to you by Coors Light. Thanks to Ron for doing that. Uh, I know it wasn't probably, it was not peak audio. Uh, he was uh, on a landline phone, I think. Like, if what, people what if you... people didn't uh, are watching the video, <laughs> if you're just listening, you didn't see it. That was me holding the cell phone up to my microphone. So the audio has got Crow coming through the computer so Ron can hear him. So now, Crow, your voice is also going through my microphone, which is going into the recorder. So <laughs> the audio there, yeah, it was not desired. But hey, when you get the commissioner on the day that this is announced to hop on and uh, do this uh, with us, uh, that, that was great. So thank you very much. And we much didn't have much time to come up with a plan so we had, uh, we, had, we had less than 10 minutes so we did what we could uh here from a hockey perspective uh perry burks and the brandon sun read his stuff this weekend he's got a ton of content coming out but here's some notes he put out on social media after him chatting with general manager darren ritchie uh players will report directly to regina we mentioned that uh 
Darren is looking at 23 to 25 players on that roster. And that includes Braden Schneider, who uh, is going to be returned from Hartford in the American League back to Brandon for this camp. As of right now, Marcus Kelly and Kelly is a long shot to return. Uh, he's playing over in Europe along with Yaroslav Busijin. Uh, he has been loaned to his Russian. It's it's like a U-20 KHL team in Russia. So those two guys still up in the air, but unlikely to show up. Uh, first rounders from 2019, Nate Danielson, Tyson Zimmer, and Rylan Rorsma will attend camp. However, Luca Berzan and Cole Reinhardt are still with their AHL teams, and their statuses remain up in the air as well. So for more details on um, what's going on on the ice. Uh, check in with Perry Bergson uh, at the Brandon Sun this weekend. Help support some local journalism. Pick yourself up a copy of the paper. Um, yeah, Chris, I, I mean, we've, we've got a long way to go. Um, I don't, I, I'm excited, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. A lot of small details need to be ironed out. Um, but at the end of the day, hey, we've said it all along. There was light at the end of the tunnel. The train's getting, the train's getting closer and it's an exciting day. Yeah, I mean, until the puck actually drops, like even when warm-ups are going on, it's still going to be like, okay, hold on. Let's make sure we can get to game time. Uh, just after the, you know, after the year it's been. But yeah, it, it just it feels like we're actually are getting to that point. Uh, and, you know, and one of those things in this next month, there are so many uh, factors that have to come into play about those players returning. And you look at the 20-year-old situation, uh, you know, Weeking fans, of course, want a chance to see Luca and and Cole come back and you know and, and have another great year. But the fact that there's six 20 year olds, you're really this year more than others because they're not even going to be here for you to cheer in person. You're you're kind of hoping that you know cheering for them to stay with their pro team and and not to not come back to junior because because they're 20, which is weird because every other year for the junior clubs, you're always you know of course you want the you know you know you want the kids to do well, but selfishly you always want them to come back and you know and, and have a stellar 20 year old year um there's a lot of decisions in the next uh, 30 days that uh, darren ritchie and the staff are going to have to make um about uh, what kind of team they want to ice for these 24 games and we heard from from don mcgilvery and and todd miller um and and mark and and, and daniel earlier on different episodes of the, of the weekly harvest uh, they're prepared from a coaching perspective. You know, training camp is, is all lined up. Uh, you know, game plans, video, pre-scouts, everything, you know, from a coaching perspective, there there's going to be nobody in the hockey world more prepared than the coaching staffs of these Western Hockey League teams because they've had nothing but time on their hands to prepare. So uh, from that perspective, I, I don't think there, I don't expect there to be hiccups when it comes to the hockey. I do expect there to probably be some hiccups when it comes to how this all works. But at the end of the day, it's like the old, analogy uh of of the duck on the pond okay when you walk by a pond and you see a duck swimming it's just gliding along the water it looks beautiful but underneath the water those two little legs they're churning and they are frantically keeping that duck moving in whatever direction and if the league can pull this off like a duck and nobody sees the panic and the and the thing's going wrong good for them so um, from a Q Country radio perspective, as of right now, the plan um, is and always will be to carry every Brandon Weeking game, uh, no matter what time of day. Uh, if it's a 12.30 game, a 2.30 game, 4.30, 8.30, whatever the case may be, we will have the broadcast for you. Um, no Pete. I can't sneak him into the hub. I'd like to, but I can't. Um, and I'm not even sure if I'll be in the hub. Uh, we're not sure yet. Uh, I could be in the hub. I could be in the press box. I could be in the Keystone Center somewhere around a bunch of monitors. We really don't know, but we will have every game for you uh, on the radio Q Country 91.5 when the season is set to begin. So that's all we know. (laughs) We don't know anything else. 
but at least that's a whole lot more than what we knew earlier this week. So, man, you and I we're how, still heading a long times, weekend with 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 some smiles here. Yeah, how many times have you and I said going back to probably the first Zoom interview we did, and that was the goalie episode, I believe. Uh, maybe maybe less. I can't remember. Less Lazarus goalie episode, whatever. We were starting to talk about how this is going to shape up, like almost a year ago, mm-hmm. and now we finally get a chance to have at least somewhat of an explanation. So, I mean, when you texted me today and said announcement coming at one, I didn't really, I didn't really believe you. I was like, okay, whatever. We've heard that before. But all of a sudden, you know, my phone blew up. Fans are excited. Um, people that support the Weekings are excited. Sponsors are excited. Players are excited. Um, we've got a long way to go to get there. Um, it's a long road to Regina, as, as we're going to call it, into the hub. But, um, you know, the Western Hockey League and all the people involved have done a great job to get us this far. So and just got to keep on trucking. And by the way, for the record, I sent you that text at about, what, 12.55? Because I got I it at about so. 12.52. <laughs> so even I get like eight minutes heads up. So it's really not much. But uh, it was just doesn't matter when. Love love to get the good news, right? So it was awesome. Uh, it's going to be a great day. Uh, I hope, hope everybody has an awesome long weekend. I uh, hope you can grin and bear this uh, cold snap for another couple of days. And uh We'll talk to you next week as, as we get back into the regular schedule of the weekly harvest. But like we said, we thought that we should jump on here and at least do something with this uh, awesome news coming down. The fact that we can get Ron on with us. So weekly harvest, the breaking news edition, like all of them, though, brought to you by Coors Light, the official beer of the Brandon Wee Kings. Thank you for listening and subscribing on Apple, Google, Spotify, or QCountryFM.ca. Hockey's back, baby. Be sure to follow Q Country and the Wee Kings on Twitter and Facebook for all your Brandon Wee Kings news. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Harvest.